Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Time to bury the tired narrative. And uncover stories not typically heard, but stories that need to be heard. Right or wrong. Life or death. This isn't your typical law show. This is Big Angry Law with Charles Big Angry Adams on KPRC 950. Now, Charles Adams. It seems like each passing day, the news out of Uvalde keeps getting more and more horrifying. One article I saw today mentioned that Chief Arredondo, who is also Uvalde, that's the Uvalde Independent School District Chief Arredondo, who is also a newly elected member of the Uvalde City Council, requested for a leave of absence do not participate in city council meetings. Apparently there is a rule that if you miss three consecutive meetings, he's already missed one, that the rest of the council can vote to replace the absent member. Trying to avoid the most certain public condemnation that would come for those not from Texas. Most, and I've attended my share of city council meetings when I was the presiding judge of a city, most city council meetings have a defined portion where the public can speak to the council about agenda items and non-agenda items. And it's Certainly my belief that Arredondo was seeking to avoid being confronted for his horrifying actions. But I think the most powerful story of this week concerns a Uvalde Independent School District officer who was disarmed and detained after his arrival at the elementary school. That officer is Ruben Ruiz. He got a call from his wife, Eva Morales. It's important uh, to note that Eva was one of the two school teachers who were killed by the monster. And she called her husband to let him know that she was shot and dying. A sergeant drove him to the school. He got there rather quickly. 
And here's a quote. And what happened to him is he tried to move forward into the hallway. He was detained, and then they took his gun away from him and escorted him off the scene. That's from the Texas Department of Public Safety Director. Texas is top cop, so to speak. I mean, typically people refer to Ken Paxton. He's not actually a cop. He's a crook. But this is an actual director of the state police who gave that horrifying news to America. Additionally, another one of the children who were dying in the classroom called and begged, begged, begged for police to intercede and help save Morales. Here's another quote. Send help for my teacher. She is shot but still alive. Ruiz, fellow teacher, colleague Irma Garcia and 19 students died while police waited in excess of an hour to enter the classroom. There's a quote from Officer Ruiz. The only thing stopping a hallway of dedicated officers from entering room 111 and 112 was the on-scene commander who decided to place the lives of officers before the lives of children. Well, I would also argue that the officers, whoever disarmed this officer who wanted to move forward, and the officers who were armed were another thing we've seen, is they were armed with what's commonly known as assault rifles, but I don't know if they're fully automatic or semi-automatic rifles, and ballistic shields. Helmets, Kevlar helmets, and bulletproof vests. So as protected as they could be, they stood down and stood outside. And early, we've had so many lies told, so many false claims told. But the truth is they were there. They were well-prepared and well-trained for this incident. In fact, they had just recently been training at the high school for an active shooter. And yet, they did nothing. And I think Arredondo will be the scapegoat. But I think there are a whole lot I don't think Ruiz is. I mean, obviously, he's been disarmed and detained. Can you imagine? Can you being, um, imagine your wife's in there dying and you're ordered to surrender your firearm? I think there are a lot of people. Here's the thing. You don't get to worry, right? And I take that back. You do get to worry. Fear is part of life. You get to be scared. But when you have a job, like most school district police, that involves 95% of the time doing nothing and less than one-tenth of a, one-thousandth of a percent of the time doing something life-threatening, your whole job, the whole point of your existence is to step forward and do something. And it's incredibly despicable that they did not I don't I don't know how the men that were followed the order to disarm officer Weese can look in the mirror I imagine officer Weese feels a tremendous amount of guilt that he should not feel for allowing himself to be detained and disarmed Listening to Chief Arredondo speak in the wake of the incident, I don't think he feels any guilt. I think he's just a human stain. 
lieutenant in the immediate aftermath who, who conceded that officers didn't enter for concern about being shot was probably unintentionally too truthful. But then we got vomited upon with a sea of dishonesty. Now it's gotten so bad the government's telling us the truth because they know it's so despicable and disgusting it can't be hidden, but they're going to find a scapegoat. It'll probably be Arredondo, and he most certainly has a whole lot of blame. But there's a lot of blame to go around. Big Angry Law with Charles Adams on KPRC 950. So Alex Jones recently abandoned a, there was some sort of agreement to abandon a bankruptcy filing in response to our ancillary to some agreement concerning payments or proposed payments to and I, I think it was Infowars, the the entity, Alex Jones's entity that agreed to end its bankruptcy to reach a deal, some sort of settlement with the Sandy Hook families that sued him in Connecticut for some of the awful, awful things that he said. And there has been just a, there was a whole lot of discovery issues and sanctions. And there were some death penalty, not actual literal death penalty, it was considered death penalty sanctions for failure to participate in the discovery. And it's been an incredible journey where he faces significant liability. And it's all downstream from things that he said in the wake of the slaughter of elementary children at Sandy Hook, Connecticut. The big quote was, I think it was a giant hoax was the unfounded allegation. Judgments were taken against him for flagrant bad faith and callous disregard for the responsibilities uh, of discovery under the rules. And that 
Well, because of that, default judgments were rendered against him, and now there is an effort to enforce those judgments and determine damages. I mean... Here are some of the quotes. Staged, synthetic, manufactured, a giant hoax, completely fake with actors, inside job written all over it. And now there's a tremendous, uh, there's an overlap between listeners to InfoWars and listeners to this station and uh, some to my show. I have had InfoWars when I, you know, very rarely, but sometimes I'll write blogs for the radio station. I've had on one of their shows read a blog concerning the abandonment of responsibilities that citizens are owed by our criminal justice system. But I, I can't. Like, I could never. The horrible conduct that those families continue to suffer from lunatics that bought his performance art, right? that it was all crisis actor nonsense. And I don't know if he used the word crisis actor, but that was a suggestion when you call it a hoax. And so many people were confronted and accused of lying and not being all right. I mean, it's, it's insane. The cost that his desire for clicks costs the, the added suffering, right? And that's, that's it for me. Right. You can't come back off that. There's no, and I mean, that's really, this, this show is a struggle for me to maintain an honest dialogue with the terrestrial radio listeners and the podcast listeners about current events, political and non-political, legal issues, true crime issues, just a number of things, right? And what I see, I saw on Instagram that a pundit had tweeted a suggestion that his familiarity, his personal anecdotal familiarity with police officers has created a belief to him that the story that the police officers didn't go in, that there's got to be there's got to be more to it, right? That he doesn't think any police officers exist that would have stayed out there while kids were being executed for an hour doing nothing unless there was more to it. Those pundit didn't suggest he didn't have the, the, the courage of his ideologies to suggest what that more to it might be, but he just absolved the police officers involved as if police officers aren't like everything where you have some good and some bad, some horrible and some great. I've always suggested you can break most police officers down into a handful of categories. Some people, it's the family business that they just follow suit in. Some people were bullied as children or were bullies as children and wanted to grow up to be bullies, and it's a great job for bullies, right? Those are the people that psychological testing should weed out. It doesn't seem to be working. 
And then you have true, sincere public servants. And you have people that just kind of fell into it as a job, right? And policing takes a toll on you, no matter why you got into it. And, it, and after a few years, I, I found that there's a lot of cynicism. It's probably worse now than before when you see these tidal waves of officers retiring. Especially in New York, it's getting very, very bad. But the suggestion the attempt to excuse the police officers by alluding to some sort of conspiracy or or other thing that must have occurred because you don't have the courage to say conspiracy. It just kind of makes you a disgusting human stain, right? Somebody willing to aggressively lie. And that's the whole game for many, right? Be the one to say the thing that is most pandering and most virulent to seem the most vital and the most viral. And it's disgusting. And it's awful. Shameful. It's an abandonment of all human decency. It's trying to get clicks from the deaths of kids by pandering to people that are, you know, divorced from reality, but more importantly, desperate to find some truth. And instead of feeding them said truth, you feed them lies. And people gobble it up. There's so many people that base their whole sense of self around the lies of others that they don't realize they're pandering to them. And it's really, really awful. And I will re-urge my guarantee. I may be wrong. It doesn't happen often. It does happen. More than I'd probably care to admit. And you may disagree with me, which is perfectly fine. Please feel free to DM me or contact me. What you know, I'm open to discourse. I wish I could take calls. But I'm always going to tell you my honest opinion, my truth. Be wary of those that do not. We'll be back. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 